1: Welcome to jetpacks are overrated. Welcome to jetpacks are overrated. I'm Seamus Byrne. When you hear the name BlackBerry, most people will think back to its dominance of the early era of smartphone tech before touchscreens arrived and changed the game. But the company has transformed itself over the past decade. And one of the areas that it is now leading in is embedded computing systems for vehicles. Sarah Tatsas is Senior Vice President of the Advanced Technology Development Labs at BlackBerry and is constantly thinking about what's coming next in embedded systems. So this week, we've had the chance to catch up with Sarah to discuss what BlackBerry is up to in this area and what the promises are for the future of technology and particularly data out there on the road. We chat about how vehicle data can be put to better use, how in-car information systems will improve in coming years, and, of course, how to protect this data while making it more useful. We kick off the chat by asking Sarah to give us the big picture on what she's thinking about at BlackBerry and what she sees as the key parts to a better future for using smarter data out there on the road.
2: So I think what we're going to see over the next, well, a uh, number of years is just more and more connected vehicles being added into the market. And when we say connected, we essentially mean that data is able to flow off of those connected vehicles. And usually it's ending up into uh, a cloud that then um, is you're able to create brand new applications for, for people and give like new conser- consumer services or um, be able to better manage a fleet of vehicles. And from a city perspective, you know, be able to get information from the vehicle directly and, and be able to flow that into things like, uh, you know, traffic congestion um, models and other things as well. So with this huge increase in connected vehicles um, and then this like amount of data that each one is generating, it's really going to create a transformation in the in the market around what the automotive uh experiences for for people from a vehicle perspective. So I think the, yeah, I I think the the way to think about these connected vehicles too is that they are really um, advanced endpoints um and let's say endpoints that are collection of endpoints so um they have many sensors in them they have a lot of data and when I say sensors I really mean things like you know the camera the seat sensor the the HVAC system the um even uh even your these uh the vehicles are they know for instance um and they they exhaust quite a bit of data around like the way you drive so you know how you brake how you um, uh, how you throttle how you steer um, and so it, you know it, you're creating all of this information including like geolocation other things too um, that you can build these fantastic experiences on either in vehicle or outside of the vehicle so um, where BlackBerry is focusing a little bit. Uh, uh, in terms of our development right now, is by creating a a software platform that runs in the vehicle that takes all of this information from various sensors and is able to then create new insights that then could be consumed by applications. Um, or you know, send those insights up into the cloud to be able to join with other sensors in the environment. So things like traffic cameras, or um, you know, even into like home IoT and, and other type of spaces. So yeah, we're pretty excited about um, the development that we have ongoing with AWS on
1: that. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so yeah, maybe let's yeah step back to sort of the basics there as well then. And yeah, you know, what what has been that? transformation of sort of BlackBerry's technology over the last few years in this space, uh, you know, and the ways in which I guess it's, you know, moved from just a, you know, sort of a software platform and into the the new ways that it's creating these, I guess, more networked integrations?
2: Yeah, so most people are probably familiar with BlackBerry from the smartphone days, for sure. Um, And I would say like over the last 35 years, you know, BlackBerry has really um, been inventing and creating and building new security uh, new solutions that connect people and things. Um, so you know whether it's mobile devices or laptops, um, you know all of that requires connectivity and obviously um, also you know management and the security and the trust that that the data is being um, secured appropriately and keep it kept private as well. so um, from that perspective like where we're where we're focused in this space, um, we we have a broader strategy at BlackBrand. It's really around connecting and securing and managing kind of all of the endpoints um, in the internet of things. And that internet of things is really broad. Like a vehicle is just one component, but everything is getting connected, right? Like everything from, you know, your home appliances to are sending information up into the internet, right? They're connected, um, to, you know, either your camera or your doorbell or, you know, um, really everything, right? So um, I think where we see a lot of the experience that BlackBerry has had over the years has really been, and if you think about the smartphone itself as being a really um, complex sensor, um You know, it's more complex uh, from an ecosystem perspective than, you know, things like, um, like a refrigerator, for instance, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, So like, but we have solved a lot of the problems around, you know, safe, safely connecting these type of endpoints and securing the endpoints themselves. And um, we also, and maybe maybe some people are less aware of this, but a number of years ago, we we also acquired a company called BlackBerry QNX uh, today. Part of obviously at the time it was QNX, now it's BlackBerry yeah. QNX as part of our um, uh, as part of our portfolio of products. And it is a safety certified um, and embedded OS that's already used in over 175 uh, million vehicles today. Um, so very strong in automotive, and that's a, a safety-certified one. So again, very, very much about securing that endpoint. Um, so yeah, kind of combining both of those worlds: our strength in automotive, plus then our strength in connecting and securing things. That's where we're b- building this BlackBerry IV um, in-vehicle platform um, to essentially be able to um, uh, to be able to continue with that. Um, connectivity of of endpoints and probably in one of the most complex or uh, one of the most complex uh, um, endpoints out there yeah
1: that's great um so yeah are there examples that you can think of of the ways in which analyzing this data uh you know, does lead to really sort of interesting new opportunities or new outcomes uh, within the you know the vehicle space
2: yeah uh yeah definitely maybe i'll I'll give a little bit kind of more detail too about Ivy. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. what did uh, Ivy overall is a co-development between with us and AWS. And what we essentially did was join forces so that we could create this really scalable cloud connected uh, software platform. And it's there to allow automakers to create like things like personalized driver experiences. So, you know, knowing who the driver is, And then being able to like respond to that in a certain way in vehicle, for instance, um, driver experiences, passenger experiences, and also in a way improve like the operations of like connected vehicles overall. So essentially that the vehicles um, over time can, you can deploy new applications based on that data or create new insights so that the vehicle doesn't uh, let's say age over time. So right now, if you buy a vehicle and you, um roll it off the lot as soon as you roll it off the lot if you can't update it you kind of are inheriting technical debt or let's say <laughs> yeah. hey I wish I waited a month until I got this feature well we're creating a platform that you can basically deploy these new insights over time as well and then new applications can also pick that up so that's one of the our kind of driving um uh capabilities that we'll be able to add into ivy um I think I think from a platform perspective, what we're essentially doing is we're abstracting. Um, so each each car has its own software architecture, um, and the the way that each of the sensors in a car are implemented, um, you need to know that software architecture in order to currently today in order to create a brand new application. So what OEMs are doing is they're they they're really the um, they are able today using their own development teams to create like new experiences, but it's quite expensive and it's quite um, an in-depth embedded developer task. So you have to be very specialized and then you have to then deploy this within a vehicle. Um, And what it doesn't do is it doesn't unleash the opportunity and the data within a vehicle to a broad range of developers. Um, So, uh, there's huge development communities out there that, for instance, create Android applications or that are cloud developers. Um, and they they can't make use of all of the data in these connected vehicles to create brand new experiences for people because they just don't have the um, that relationship with the OEM and the experience in the embedded software environment. Um, so what we're doing is essentially... Uh, creating the platform that will um, create an abstraction. Essentially, you won't need to know how the software architecture is for each make and model. Mm. What you'll be able to do is like create these new insights um, based on kind of a standardized platform. And then, you know, what that will do is uh, create these fantastic new innovations that will will be brought out into the market and that includes the oems like um this is a a problem they want as well to create these fantastic experiences for their own customers right and be able to um to focus their time on creating that versus on the on these kind of like really platform level um um basis so so yeah i think uh That that
1: is what we're what we're all about at the BlackBerry Ivy side. Yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, on the that uh, question of you know, I guess some of the examples you're seeing out there, or are there other um, your things that are coming soon that you think are really going to capture people's attention? Along, you know, I mean, it's it's funny, isn't a lot of this. It always reminds me of that idea of you know, some of the best tech is the stuff we don't even notice. Um, so, I'm sure a lot of the aspects of this for, for you is working on things that that is just kind of nicely helping things happen behind the scenes. Um, but then I'm sure different things will emerge along the way that does mean people go, oh, that's a really cool new thing that happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, let me give you some ideas around use cases that we've been kind of talking through with uh, with various Automakers. So um, there is a lot of focus um, uh, at each of the automakers around like their EV, uh, basically, EV strategies. And so things like electric vehicle, like intelligent charging is one example, like being able to give drivers of electric vehicles um, better insights in terms of like range um, you know, based on, for instance, the way they're currently driving. So, um, hey, if you drive a certain speed, maybe you can maintain your battery at a, at, you know, for longer and, and you can then make it to the next waypoint or the next place that you're, you're going to arrive. So, um, that's a, that's an example, um, that we've come across quite a bit because there is quite a bit of EV strategy happening. Um, we've also seen a lot around personalization. So, uh, You know, knowing who the driver or the occupants are, you can use machine learning, for instance, to ingest data from these raw sensors, like things like seat pressure um, combined with GPS and maybe an internal camera. And maybe based on something like that, you can determine kind of who's in the vehicle and then, you know, you could then share that that insight with a with an application and take an action so for instance like if you need the risk kids in the vehicle in and again none of this data is leaving the vehicle right so it's not like a privacy concern the vehicle itself knows there's kids in there maybe it sends a signal um, that hey I'm not going to play this certain amount this certain playlist on this on, on yeah, whatever right. because it has explicit uh, lyrics in it, right? So you can make the car much more intelligent. Well, that favorite crime cars.
1: podcast I've been listening to, I should probably avoid that one when the kids are in the car. <laughs>
2: yeah, it may say, maybe your car would say something to you, like, are you sure you want to play this, right? Like, I see you've got you know people who are likely under 18 in the back or whatever that is, right? Um, so, yeah, the, I, I mean... There's there's so much like use of this information, right? Um, another thing, too, that uh, that that we've heard a lot about is around um, like knowing what features are currently being used within a vehicle, and then also being able to suggest it. So let's say like things like. Um, you know, knowing that a driver is driving in a certain behavior, you could recommend, hey, maybe you want to turn on this feature, like traction control, or, you know, whatever that is, or maybe you want to, you know, uh, we're already seeing examples of lane assist and other things like that, that this same information is is feeding those type of systems Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And then, yeah, I think if we look, Kind of even a little bit more broadly, okay. But this is all kind of information that's happening within the vehicle. But then there's aggregate insights. So, um, you know, by sending some of this aggregated insights up into up into a data store, then what you could do is like know things around driving habits at certain times, or traffic congestion, or, um, you know, uh, being able to like recommend, hey, you're right by here. Other people want uh stopped here and they were really interested in this place, right? Um or it could look like things like um automated calling for like roadside emergencies or um kind of other smart city use cases as well like um uh that you know you get signals from many different cars and now maybe it's something like hey uh here's a smart place that you could park or there's a parking space that's open here based on this the camera, and plus the an external camera that's, you know, monitoring parking, plus your car, and you're coming close. It can recommend where you park. Um, so, you know, really great services for citizens that are part of those smart cities as well.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
1: Yeah, really interesting stuff. Um, yeah, you've definitely touched on a couple of times there things that you know, I figure over time will become more prominent for people, which is that question of you know the the data and its security and privacy and and sort of access uh con- you know, access control I guess. Um, there's clearly a, you know a tension there because of that idea that this is very helpful and useful data in a you know in in that aggregate sense, and there's so many opportunities for it. But I'm sure there's always that moment when people sort of first hear, oh, my stuff's going to be used for this other thing, Um, that they sort of then start to worry. So, you know, what are the ways in which you feel like, uh, you know, that 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 is being looked after, I guess, and, and how that will eventually be, you know, clear to a vehicle customer or you know is that going to be a really important point for the vehicle manufacturers to ensure that that their buyers understand the way in which sort of this data will will feature within within cars and then around the the wider environment
2: yeah it's this is a really important topic and we saw kind of how how this evolved in the in the smartphone space as well like around the collection of data and then monetization of data Um, maybe on a side note there like BlackBerry has never monetized any data that's coming off of smartphones or anything else. And we won't do the same here. Um, but from a, from an automaker or vehicle, like an OEM perspective, yes, they, they do need to, to monitor the use of, 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 uh, of the data that's, that's coming from these vehicles. There are standards being put in place, uh, in, in different areas of the world around how that needs to be managed and like the consent that the consumer and transparency that the consumer is gonna have or the vehicle driver is going to have around where that data is going. Um, I would say the, the uh, there's not really no magic here from a, a security and privacy perspective. It's, it just means people need to do it. And what that means is you know securing the supply chain, Secure uh, life cycle build from a from a uh, uh, car manufacturing perspective, basically making sure the whole system is secure. Um, we haven't heard too much about in mainstream around hacking of connected vehicles yet. We will, because they are going to become just like hacking into smartphones or hacking into laptops. You know, they are going to become targets as it gets more financially rewarding for a, a, cyber attack. Um, you know, and part of that is coming, right. Being able to have vehicles, um, be able to pay for instance at the EV charging station from a vehicle wallet as an example. Um, so now they, they are, um, there's financial incentive, uh, to, to, you know, to breach some of these vehicles. So, um, I think it really comes down to like implementation of an end-to-end um, security story for uh, the, the automaker as well as for third parties that are accessing data. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is a huge topic into itself obviously <laughs> yeah. as we could see. Um, and I think people should 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 be worried, um, but you know, part of it is ask questions, right? When you go to buy these vehicles, how is my data being used? Um, And making sure that like this is something that that um, as a consumer that you're comfortable with, I would say, too, there is a data minimization like strategy where I do think like not everything should have to go out of the vehicle or out of the system. Um, You know, being able to limit what vehicle what data is getting exhausted is uh, is a really good way, actually, of making sure that. Let's say you've got, if you've got cameras in the vehicle, then that shouldn't go up into the cloud necessarily unless it's going to be used for something that you've consented to and that you agree with, right? Um, Instead, you can have like a video feed happening in the vehicle. Um, the machine learning is actually taking place in the vehicle or the analysis of that and then the only thing that might be sent as an insight is hey somebody's in the vehicle but it's not a video clip or anything like that so um, there is a lot of work uh, happening in this space but I do think uh, yeah it's it's a key kind of fundamental um, design decision I would say for BlackBerry to make sure that what we put in place here is safe and secure.
1: Mm. I mean, one big question I sort of heard recently, and I'm not sure if you you have a good answer to this one either, but it was around that idea of saying, you know, whether it's, yeah, how easily you can anonymize data when, you know, the vehicle parks at the same house every night, you know, that, that there's sort of certain elements. But then I've heard ways that it might, you know, clip the ends of of trip data or like different ways of actually saying, well, you actually it'll, you know, remove that final phase of a trip and therefore it, it knows a general area but it doesn't know it went to the specific house if it's being shared in that way. So it seems like, you know, that there are some smart tricks to to be used but i can understand then why someone would ask that question of like well i park it in the same place every night like it it knows where i live and even if you take my name off it (laughs) that part might be might be obvious
2: yeah um uh, yeah i agree but like i mean there's a lot of that i mean it comes down a little bit to like even things like home security right yeah your home's in the same spot it was or you know or even your smartphone yeah your smartphone is is with you right and could know I mean gee just look at some of the apps that people are using and they they are allowing access to people's data like in the um you know the, there's applications where you just turn on and any of your friends can see where you are at all times, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's there's also kind of this um, the balance, right, where people, some people don't seem to mind to be putting out all of their data out there. Um, I I personally don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. This is going to evolve and this is really, really important topic too to get the use to get all of these great experiences with connected vehicles, you are going to need secure systems and safe systems. And um, otherwise, uh, otherwise, you, we won't get the value that we that we are expecting from from connected vehicles and autonomous vehicles. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And look, it's a great point there on that value exchange, because look, I'm even you know, thinking about things like, well, you know, we see it all the time that people... If they really know that there's great value in in what that data feed being analysed, you know, externally is going to give me back, then that's great. You know, I mean, you know, Google Maps has certainly been one of those sort of great things of traffic the traffic data that it's able to generate through the network of everybody just using the same app. But um, even when I think about things like infotainment systems potentially having advertising, I'm like, I've sat in the back of. Uh, taxis in Las Vegas a long time ago before in the before times. Um, but I, I found it quite helpful when it's actually showing me ads for restaurants and things in the area. Cause you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't know where to start looking up things like this. But if I was, say, you know, in my own car driving into a new town and I was able to have an option to say, when I arrive in a new town, tell me about some good places I could go. Um, it seems like a really valuable thing, even though it would technically be a form of advertising. So it seems like there's really interesting value exchange opportunities there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think the, the key is to make it transparent, right? Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the other thing I would say as well is just there, from a cybersecurity perspective, there is a big um, challenge ahead of us. Like, there's something like four million open positions for cybersecurity uh, professionals globally, right? And that's without adding connected vehicles, <laughs> and, you know, and or you know, just getting started in that space, right? So, um, it is like going to be really important that we use like um, use big data approaches as well from a cybersecurity perspective. And um, so let's say using machine learning on the machine learning, or let's, you know, whatever we want to, however way we want to approach it, we are going to have to find scalable ways of dealing with like knowing that our systems are secure, also being able to detect when there's breaches, also being able to remediate those breaches. Um, And, uh, you know, I think, I think, um, the good thing is there's a lot of companies that are in the space, and, and there's a lot of not only companies as well. There's a lot of government, um, as well, looking in the cybersecurity side of things. And I think the, um, I think we it is going to be a challenge, but I don't think there are challenges that can't be overcome. I guess it just needs focus, and you know it will solve a problem. There will be a lot of um, kind of key value unlocked. Only when things are secure enough. So yeah. Anyway, more to come on that. But I think the future is bright on both sides: connected vehicles and cybersecurity.
1: Yeah, great. And look, any other sort of elements of this discussion we haven't touched on yet, or yeah, what you know, any sort of curly parts or things that you you think are the key challenges? Well, we've talked a lot about the security challenge, but you know, there are other sort of aspects to to the the big challenges that you feel like you're uh, you know munching on at the moment.
2: Yeah, I think the, I mean, there's a lot of transformation happening and a lot of it is data driven and okay, vehicle's not the only space that this is happening in, but um, I think the, I think the key to unlocking a lot of this is going to be the the overall customer, customer experience that that's created. And, um, you know, uh, I think we'll start to see more happening around like that Really great customer um, user-centered design, um, and um, I I think a lot of that will be data-enabled. And so I guess the I guess the the, the key challenge here is just really it's going to be around unlocking the talent that knows how to develop, like to, to get at the data, to structure it in the right way, to develop insights on top of that data, and then develop applications for that. And so really that's what we're trying to get at is how do we enable the ecosystem to develop? Um, and and it, that, that is actually good for, for everybody because the OEMs can create these fantastic experiences. They can get closer to their customers. Um, probably in ways that they not had had before. So you know, they would send the vehicles to the dealers. the dealers would have the cus- direct customer relationship. Well, now you could have a relationship directly with the with the um, the automaker themselves rather than the dealer, right. Um, so I think what we're gonna see is um, that kind of prioritization of customer experience, customer loyalty, Um, I think it will be good for consumers and I think it will be good as well, like generate a lot of value for the various, um, uh, um, the various um, third parties and OEMs that want to create that value and solve problems for customers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point there on, you know, the, the focus of the technology and how that that has, you know changed the end user's experience over time because there's definitely been sort of a number of those, you know, big turning points have been, almost as you say there, when, you know, suddenly who the, uh you know, the device cre- or the, you know, the OS creator was now treating as the customer and, you know, and that those sorts of evolutions. And I mean, just from what you were saying there, it makes me think of you know, being able to buy a new car, but say transfer you know i want to see all the the data from my old car come across to the new car in terms of all those personalization experiences and things and clearly that would then create a great loyalty opportunity with you know if it's like yeah this is running on the same os and we can just make that experience immediately you sit in and you don't have to do whatever setup processes might be in our future for getting all this stuff working just right. And you go, yep, everything is the same and it's going to remember all our family preferences and all those kinds of things. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> and now, meanwhile, I've got a, 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 a Siri trying to join in our conversation. So it's like, no, <laughs> there's, there's the version of this that doesn't help. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some really interesting opportunities in those sorts of uh, regards for sure.
2: Yeah. And I think consumer expectations are high. Like why shouldn't I have a similar experience with my vehicle as what I'm having with my smartphone or, you know, whatever that is, you know, and how do you, how do you bring those experiences together in a way that actually works best for the, for the customer um, and like generates new value. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this evolves over time and, um, And,
1: yeah, we're really excited to be part of it. That was Sarah Tatsa, Senior Vice President of Advanced Technology Development Labs at BlackBerry. I realized after we recorded that I didn't ask about the time horizon when she thinks we'll see some of these features appearing in our vehicles. So I sent a follow-up note to her to ask. BlackBerry's current QNX technology platform is in over 195 million vehicles already from automakers like BMW, Ford, Honda, Mercedes-Benz, Toyota and VW and plenty more. Sarah says they expect to start shipping the new Ivy platform with AWS in February 2022 and vehicle platforms with the features that we've been talking about will enter production in the second half of 2023 and beyond. I'm Seamus Byrne. This has been Jetpacks are Overrated, part of the ByteSide podcast network. Check out all our other shows and plenty of daily news updates at Biteside.com.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.